0: Welcome to another episode of the Odd Lots podcast. I'm Jill Weisenthal.
1: And I'm Tracy Alloway.
0: So Tracy, one of the big themes in economics this year has been this idea of sort of, you know, you see it at the national level, sort of local reliance. Our, the president uh, talks about buying American and how right. that's a value. But it's kind of interesting because this idea of like buying local or buying American, it's, a, it's an idea that sort of transcends uh, traditional sort of political viewpoints.
1: Yeah, that's right. So everyone wants, well, it feels like everyone kind of wants to look inward right now, at least economically. And when we think about that, I guess on a global basis, a lot of people tend to get outraged, you know, the end of globalization, less free trade. But it's funny because when you look at it on a smaller basis, the idea of buy local is kind of a cuddly concept, right?
0: Yeah, it seems like buying local is one of those things that economists who – teach or academic economists say oh it's a bad idea and free trade is what's most wealth maximizing and it really shouldn't matter where you get it from as long mm. as it's the cheapest and best quality but it feels like people always have this sort of intuition about it and and some level of another whether it's sort of more protectionist more right wing whether it's more left wing sort of buy from the local farmer there's a lot of people seem to have some sort of moral intuition relating to buying local that Sort of conflicts a little bit with what the uh, you know the proper economics literature would say.
1: Yeah, it's a really funny tension in economics, isn't it? Why why are we yeah, talking it,
0: about this? I'm glad you asked because <laughs> uh, today we're going to um, combine this topic of sort of buying local with another favorite topic of the Odd Lots podcast, mm. which is sort of alternative currencies and the nature of money and stuff like that. Because we're going to be talking about something called Berkshires.
1: You know that?
0: Berk- Berkshires.
1: Like Berkshires?: Berkshares? Exactly
0: right. It's um, the local currency of or it's a local currency that was launched in uh, the Berkshires, which is a sort of well-known region in uh, western Massachusetts.
1: And it's a local currency for a specific region in a specific state.
0: It's super local. Exactly right. A hyper-local currency. It's been around a little over 10 years, I think. And today on the show, we have Alice Maggio. I'm just going to call her. She's sort of like the uh, the Federal Reserve Chair, the Janet Yellen of Berkshares. So there's this <laughs> currency, Berkshares. She's the Executive Director of it. She's also at the Center for New Economics. And she's going to join us, and we're going to talk about what uh, she and others have learned in launching This sort of how it works, this own uh, regional currency.
1: All right. I guess we'll have to ask her about the elusive wage growth in the Berkshires as well.
0: Let's get right to it. Alice, uh, thank you very much for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: So let's just answer the first obvious question for uh, people. What are Berkshires?
2: Well, you've described it pretty well. Berkshires are a local currency that are only used in the Berkshire region of Massachusetts. And they're paper currency. They have really beautiful designs by John Isaacs um, that features local heroes on the front and local artwork on the back. So we celebrate people who are associated with the Berkshires in some way who have done important things, uh, including – Norman Rockwell and Herman Melville and W.E.B. Du Bois, but also um, a Stockbridge Mohican and Robin Van N, who started the first CSA in the country.
0: Now, I want to talk about the economics and all that and the monetary policy of Berkshires. But before I do, I don't want to forget another question because it's something we overlook a lot. It's interesting that you immediately talked about the designs on the money, (laughs) because when people talk about money from a sort of economic or monetary policy standpoint, but no one really ever talks about the designs on money, but it's always there. Every country has always put a lot of pride into honoring people on their money, money, and no country has ever just had like a sort of blank token that doesn't represent (laughs) anything. Part of what makes a currency work is sort of this sort of a This sort of mythical way, you know, we we uh, imprint on it important symbols.
2: Yeah, it's it's a symbol, and it's something that you have in your hand every day. So why not make it mean something um, that you care about? And so we tried to we took very good care to make sure that Berkshire's were beautiful and would be something that people could take pride in using, and also just be intrigued by and uh, attracted to and so i think that we were i'm I'm really glad that they are so beautiful because it makes it so much easier to talk about Hmm. and um i think it's something that we've always done but i think it's also in a longer tradition of um of local currencies in this country we've actually had local currencies before and um there were, that's why we have such things as banknotes. That's why we know them as banknotes, because banks used to issue mm. their own currencies. And they often had symbols on them of the local industry or locally significant people. Um, so we're kind of touching on a, a long history here.
1: So I'm going to ask the basic question then. Um, Walk us through exactly what the thinking was behind launching this beautifully designed currency and how exactly it works. Because, I mean, I know there's a long history of local currencies in the U.S., but uh, there aren't that many around nowadays.
2: Right. Um, Well, we'll start with how it works. So you can go to any of 16 branches of four different banks in this area, all the way from Sheffield and Great Barrington, Massachusetts, up to North Adams and Williamstown, Massachusetts, which is from the south to the north of, of Berkshire County. Um, and you can walk into one of these banks. They're all community banks, so they're pretty small and they're focused on this area. And you can change your dollar into Berkshires. So $0.95 will get you one Berkshire. And then you can take that Berkshire and spend it in the local economy. There are 400 participating businesses throughout the region. So you can spend your Berkshires with any of those businesses as if they were dollars, which means that if you're the one who goes to the bank to get Berkshires, then you are getting a 5% discount when you spend them. And then it's, uh, on the other end, if you wanted to take your Berkshares back to the bank, you could. You would only get $0.95 cents per Berkshire. So it's a disincentive for leaving the system and an incentive for starting to use Berkshares.
0: And I think there's an example on your website that makes it very clear. But let's say I know I want to go out and have a nice dinner that's going to cost me $100. I buy $100 worth of Berkshares for $95. I mm-hmm. go out and buy the $100 dinner the participating businesses commit to accepting them at a one-to-one exchange rate, and then they, take, they can then recycle them back into normal U.S. dollars. But in a sense, it's a way for them to give a 5% discount to people who have you know, committed to shopping and eating and doing business locally.
2: Yeah, it is. Um, and then if they wanted to, they could keep spending their Berkshires. That's actually the ideal situation where they would take the 100 Berkshires that you spent with them and they would turn around to their suppliers and spend some Berkshires with them so that it, it keeps the money circulating in this area with other local suppliers. And it's already been shown that um, local locally owned businesses actually choose to spend their money with other locally-owned businesses much more than any kind of chain or corporate um, mm. box store would. So this is kind of reinforcing that, um, what, what people call the local multiplier effect, and making it even stronger. Already, if, if you're just dealing with dollars, your $1 that you spend in a locally-owned retail store is going to circulate four times more in the locally, local economy than your $1 spent in a chain store. So already with dollars, you can make a big difference spending locally. But with Berkshires, we try to uh, go to the next level and also build in a whole
1: educational and symbolic element to it. So we kind of touched on this in the intro, but the idea here is to amplify that local multiplier effect and get more money circulating around your particular region. But do you ever get like... It sounds really great. You're boosting local businesses, but do you ever get people say in the in the next state over complaining about the local currency and the fact that they, you know, can't get in on it or it's limiting business in some way?
2: Oh, I don't think so, um, because we don't really limit Berkshire's to state lines. Um, our banks right now are all in Massachusetts, um, but we have businesses over in New York State and Columbia County um, hmm. and a little bit into. Um, maybe into Vermont, but probably not that much, but a little bit into Connecticut. So we kind of want it to be more organic Mm. um, and follow the lines of the the Berkshire economy. And the Berkshire economy doesn't follow necessarily um, state lines. Mm. So if you have business with somebody across the the line in New York State um, and they want to take Berkshires from you, then that's fine with us. We don't get involved. We think that it, you should just do what makes sense for your business. All
0: right. I want to really get into the nitty-gritty about the mechanics of this. So one of one question I have is how do you guarantee that there is always the money to uh, – redeem your burke shares mm-hmm. for 95 cents on the dollar I mean what is the institutional setup you have in place to guarantee that the amount of money available for redemption is always perfectly matched with the amount of burke shares out in circulation
2: so ten years ago when we started burke shares we actually we turned to the bank branch managers to help us figure out those mechanics uh, because we're not community bankers, but we really wanted to work with our community banks. And we didn't want to create a a local currency that cut them out of the picture because they are just as important as the locally owned businesses in our local economy. So we turned to them and we actually have a long history. The Schumacher Center for New Economics um, has kind of fostered local economy projects, um, local currencies in this region. And there have been experiments here over the course of the last 35-plus years. Um, and that's kind of what led up to Berkshares as they are now. But when we started Berkshares, we turned to those branch managers and we said, how would it work for you? What would be the best system? And they came up with a system we have, which is that Berkshares Incorporated has a checking account with each different branch that has Berkshares for exchange, available for exchange. And um, when you go with your $95 to get your 100 Berkshares, those $95 go into that checking account owned by Berkshares Inc. And they sit there and they're backing the 100 Berkshares that come out. And um, that happens at any of the branches that are involved. And we just keep an eye on those balances because – we own all of them, so we get regular checking account statements every month, um, and we have online banking, and we can check those accounts and make sure that none of them fall too low or anything. But generally, they serve as the, the um, they basically are allowing for liquidity, so that you could go mm. back and get your change your Berkshire's back into dollars at any of those branches.
1: So Joe joked that you were kind of like the Janet Yellen for Berkshire's. Is that true? Like, to what extent does this currency mimic an actual currency like the U.S. dollar? And I know it's pegged at the moment, um, ninety-five to a hundred. Have you ever, for instance, considered depegging it?
2: <laughs> no, it's a good question. Um, we have so kind of the way that Berkshire's differs from a, a national currency is is exactly the way we want to differ. We want to be a local, place-based, nonprofit issuer of currency um, with an open membership and democratic governance. So anybody who lives here can become a member of Berkshires for 25 Berkshires or $25 a year. Those membership dues will give you a right to vote at the annual meeting, and you could run for the board or you could vote for the board. So the board of directors is chosen from among residents of the Berkshires by residents of the Berkshires. The board of directors then gets to make decisions about the currency. Of course, the the Federal Reserve and the national, national currency is meant to be, in some respect, governed by the people of the United States, but it's definitely far beyond our reach to make very many decisions about our currency or about monetary policy. So we're trying to create uh, another system, another layer that isn't going to ever replace the dollar, but that's going to be a currency where we have a lot more say at the local level and we can create a currency that will respond to local conditions uh, in a more agile way and basically fill in gaps in the local economy and use local knowledge to do that. So that's what the the structure of Berkshires looks like. And so I work with the board of directors of Berkshires, and the board of directors is elected by um, the members of the organization. And so I guess that's kind of how it works structurally. And then what else? What was your other part of your question?
1: I was asking, have you ever considered de-pegging it, you know, in in times of economic crises or something?
2: Yeah. Well, that is what we're kind of – we're trying to create another level of, like what you guys were saying earlier, resilience at the local level Mm. so that um, we have a tool. We think of Berkshires as a tool for community self-reliance, and that way the board of directors could – working with our partner banks and businesses make a decision to change the exchange rate. And we actually have done that. We started off with 90 cents to the dollar uh, to the Berkshire. um, And now it's 95 to the Berkshire. That was a big deal to change it. But the board of directors decided to do that um, based on feedback we got. And so we could in the long run decide to unpeg from the dollar if we wanted to. And um, that would actually be going more in the direction of those local currencies we were talking about before because um, those local currencies weren't really tied to other currencies. They were kind of based on – they were issued based on productive loans that the banks would make to local businesses. So the amount of money going out into the local community from the bank would be based on the need for that that capital by local businesses and the basically – would be backed by the future production of those local businesses. So the money they were issuing was backed by future production of goods and services in the local economy. And if we were to move in that direction, which we actually aspire to do, um, then we would be moving towards a currency that was not backed so much by the dollar, but backed by production of goods and services in the local local economy here.
0: That's cool. All right, here's here's a cynical question there's a five, so at one point there was a 10 cent spread between the uh, amount that it cost to buy them and the amount that it cost to redeem them has anyone ever tried to game it by say <laughs> you know offering bank, offering uh, establishments 91 cents for their berkshares or 96 cents or anything like that in an attempt to profit or arbitrage away that uh, that bid ask spread
1: Joe, you're always looking for the arbitrage.
0: <laughs> I mean, everyone, you know everyone was thinking it who's listening to this. So.
1: Yeah.
2: We do. Um, so we have agreements with our banks about the way that the exchange takes place. So the banks all know that the um, the exchange rate is 95 cents per Berkshire, and that's kind of baked in. And we, when we changed that, we had to do it in secret. So it had mm. to be an overnight shift where we – created all new publicity materials and everything. And we trained the bank tellers and everything had to happen in secret so that people couldn't um, Uh try to profit off of that. Um, So it is a big, that would be a big, uh, a big deal to change the exchange rate. And it was, Um, but so far nobody can really do that because the bank tellers know that at the bank, the exchange rate is 95 cents per Berkshire. What people do on their own is not our business like you i've gone to europe and people have traded me euros for (laughs) berkshires and it's definitely been in my favor and i was happy to do that um so whatever that that's kind of nobody really knows how it's basically up to the the value that you place on the berkshare
1: um i have a similar question i guess but um like has anyone ever tried to counterfeit Berkshires do you get the same sorts of issues that we see in national currencies? Well, actually, we
2: have had we're kind of proud to say that we had one attempt at counterfeit because we think that's the highest form of flattery. We don't want it to happen <laughs> again, but it is really hard to counterfeit Berkshires because they are um, they're printed on extremely high quality currency paper with high quality printing done by Excelsior printing in North Adams and um, with a very intricate design. So it would be very hard to successfully counterfeit a Berkshire. And we have uh, we've trained the cashiers at some of the bigger establishments that take Berkshires um, to, to check for real Berkshires. And it's, it's pretty easy to spot a fake one. And we've only had it happen once, one bill. And it's such a small community, really, that it would be it would be pretty um, silly to try to counterfeit a Berkshire, because if you got caught, your name would be Mudd.
0: Mm. So it's been around. You launched it in 2006. Uh, so what are the big lessons you've learned? What are some of the takeaways that you've seen in terms of how this affects the local economy if, they, if say there are two competing family restaurants and one accepts Berkshires and the other one doesn't, do you notice, do they notice a difference in their, um, you know, how they do business-wise? Uh, like what are some of the, you know, the big results and takeaways you've seen from this project?
2: Well, I think that the educational value is um, not to be understated because um, we just, it, it, it gets people thinking about, local economy and local businesses in a way that we don't really do very often normally because we just kind of look for the most convenient way or we look for the, um, the cheapest solution to what we need. And we don't always take into account the more human aspect and the effects on our environment of our Spending choices. So Berkshares are a tool that can be in everybody's wallet and that are very kind of uh, flashy, and they've been a great way to get conversations going. And so we've built out, just in the last year we've built out, or the last two years, we've built out an um, educational program for young people that helps them write business plans. We brought in mentors for that program. Um, and Berkshares are kind of like the the... A little tool that gets people in the door and kind of flips the the switch to get them thinking about these things and I so I think that the we always need to remember that that it's not just uh, a monetary tool but that it's a it's an educational tool, so we have to think of ourselves as educators and then I think beyond that, it's a way of kind of seeing our region and giving ourselves an identity that has to do with the economy Mm -hmm. and to think about a regional economy is something that Jane Jacobs called for um, and that Schumacher talked about but it's not in our general economics textbooks necessarily it's not in the mainstream um, way of thinking and um, I think it's kind of necessary now so it has sparked really good conversations at our um, regional economic development um, organizations, and I think that's really valuable. And then it's the the other aspect of it is that it's something that everybody could have in their pocket. So it's not an like it's not something that only the people that know about economics can have their hands on. It's something that middle schoolers can look at and use. It's something that retirees can use. It's people who of all different types who can then have a say in the local economy. So that we're not leaving it up to the experts. We're right. kind of all becoming economists. So that's the thing that really gets me most excited about Berkshares. And I think it's something that we kind of need because we don't want to just leave it up to the the experts because it's not necessarily working for all of us. So to take it back and kind of have our hands on it and have a say is really important at this point, point. and I think that goes to the Buddhist economics.
0: Yeah, that's um, right. It, uh, conversation. It, I, as you were saying that, I was thinking about exactly that. Our recent, uh, our recent episode on Buddhist economics and the sort of other values that we don't traditionally talk about in economics conversations, but that I think, as we were saying in the beginning, people have some sort of uh, intuitive. Intuitive sense that they're important.
2: Yeah, the idea that morals have a place in economics is, I think, um, a really important concept, but it's not something that's, that's generally talked about. So I think that thinking about how, um, how the economy is not something that just happens to us. Right. It's something that we should be shaping in the way that aligns with our values. And if our values are to take care of each other, take care of ourselves, and um, have livelihoods that are really fulfilling and trying to find ways that more people can have those livelihoods, then then we need to take control because really and that's kind of goes back to just the the most basic understanding of Berkshires is that they're a way of spending your money with locally owned businesses. Uh, and the key there is locally owned. So, who owns the business and who's benefiting from the wealth of that business or the money that you're spending with that business?
0: Real quickly, do you have a public figure on the number of Burke shares currently in circulation?
2: Yeah, we have, because we have all those bank accounts, um, the checking accounts that serve as exchange accounts, um, we can tell exactly how many Burke shares are out there. And there are about 140,000 Burke shares out of the banks um, in a region of about 130,000 people.
0: Hmm. So everyone, everyone, at least on average, everyone has uh, about one.
2: At least one. But that's kind of, we've only just recently reached into the northern part of Berkshire County because for a long time, all of the participating banks were in southern Berkshire County, which is a region of about 20,000 people.
0: All right. Alice Maggio from the Schumacher Center of New Economics and the executive director of Berkshire's. Really, uh, really appreciate you coming on. Fascinating conversation.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Tracy, I really enjoyed that conversation because I love especially that last answer about Mm. sort of taking these abstract concepts that we have in economics and markets and then doing a project or an experiment that actually – Makes it real and tangible and sort of de abstracts it, so to speak.
1: Yeah, and I liked her point about shaping the economy towards our values as well, because you do often get the sense that the economy is just something that exists and we have no control over it. But that said, like, there are a couple things here that kind of not concern me, but I wonder about. Like, one is, What would happen if everyone started their own local currencies? And, like, two, how granular does monetary policy actually have to be? Like, I know we talked about the Eurozone a lot and the idea that a one size fits all currency doesn't necessarily work for a place like Greece, but, like, If Greece got the drachma, would you have to have then a separate currency for Athens and a separate currency Hmm. for, like, Mykonos? I I just wonder, like, where do you stop?
0: (laughs) Well, one thing that sort of intrigues me about this experiment is that these sort of questions of free trade are obviously very divisive. Mm. And what seems nice about Berkshires is, is that it's totally voluntary. If you value this idea of buying local and you want to explicitly support local businesses, you can, but of course nobody is compelled to and anyone can use normal dollars. And so as long as people trust that the currency will hold its value mm. and that uh, you know it's not going to collapse or that uh, you know it'll be roughly equally exchangeable with real dollars, then I think it sort of provides a nice way of some people expressing their values towards one thing without you know, hurting the people who don't really care about that.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. People can use it the way they kind of want to. It's a nice option to have. Uh, so I wonder, um, do you think there's a market to be made in speculating on the future direction of Berkshire,
0: if you had a mole inside the board of directors for the next time they reprice yeah. uh, Berkshire's, you could probably make a lot of money. Uh, but I, I would, I would probably feel guilty about doing that, to be honest. Yeah, I, think I, I, would. I, I, I would not encourage any anyone to pursue that.
1: Right, we do not recommend that path. <laughs> no. All right,
0: no insider trading on uh, small regional currencies <laughs> in uh, Western Massachusetts, please. Okay.
1: Um, that was it for this edition of the Odd Lots podcast. I'm Tracy Alloway. You can follow me on Twitter at Tracy Alloway.
0: And I'm Jill Weisenthal. You can follow me on Twitter at The Stalbert. And you can follow Berkshires on Twitter at Berkshires. <laughs>